welcome to another episode of Shoes Off Inside with Tamla Tamita and Maylee. How is everyone doing? I should say Happy New Year because we actually haven't done a show since the new year. How yes, is everyone? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And then Lunar New Year wow. is coming up, but we're going to talk about that later in the show. So okay. we'll save that for later. But Kelly, you're in New York again. Shooting. I am at a yet a different location. Uh, <laughs> I'm such a nomad. <laughs> you hippie, the glamorous girl. life. Yeah, yeah. So you're shooting. Oh, not so glamorous if you see where I am right now. Right now. <laughs> and Tamlin, it's all spoken words. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what you're doing, Kelly. But t- we have to mention Tamlin's cute, the cutest freaking hat I've ever seen. Oh, I wish it was a hat, but it's it's in it's in uh, conjunction with Lunar New Year. It is the year of the rabbit, and also in Vietnamese culture, year of the cat. So a throwback to uh, where we come from, remembering the song by Al Stewart and his um, album called Year of the Cat. Don't bother asking for explanation. She'll just tell you that she came in the year of the cat. So in in honor of that, this is the year of the cat, year of the rabbit. So this is my makeup uh, band, hair band. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's freaking cute. It's a, it's a little jolt of cuteness in the morning. <laughs> it's so makeup. clean looking. Yeah. I, know, I it, just it, have it, to say, if that was mine, it would be all stained and like torn and like, yeah. Yeah. And in <laughs> it, Japanese, I do have a black one as well, but I, I figured oh the God. white one shows up a little better. And of course, so in Japanese, cute. you say, oh, you. kawaii desne. Kawaii. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, you, you know what? I, yeah, I have rabbit slippers on. Oh, aren't these cute? So cute. I, so. I wish I was home. I would be grabbing my rabbit ears. I I made rabbit ears for uh for Halloween. Oh well. Well, anyway, so so Kelly, you are in New York because you're still shooting. We can say the show right now. I'm shooting East New York. East New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, shooting, I'm shooting um, a few episodes of a show called East New York uh, with Jimmy Smith, who is oh, the loveliest. Is oh, he, my God. Is he a nice so, guy? Please so tell sweet. me he's a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Aww. Such a gentleman. Oh, like the good. kind of guy who runs ahead of you to open the door, you know, when you have to like put your jacket on in between scenes, he like helps you put your jacket on. I mean, oh, that kind of guy. A real gentleman. Oh, Yay. That's great. They don't exist anymore, do they? No, like, they, young, don't. they do. They do. They don't they do, do that thing. No, okay. I'll tell you. So, okay, no. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about my Sorry. partner. Um, he is a gentleman. He really is. He's kind of old school. And one day we were coming out of a restaurant and he was parked right in front. So he opened the door for me, my, my door. Right. And these guys were standing outside going, yo, wow, that's so old school. That's, that's, they noticed. Right. And he's like, wait, how old were those guys? They were a little younger. They were a little younger, but they noticed. And they're so, so they were surprised that he was opening the door for me. And he's like, well, that's that's how wow. you do it, you know. And they're like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool, you know. So, so they do exist, but it is not as prevalent, I think. That's why these guys noticed mm-hmm. and thought it was unusual. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy well, Smith is old school. That That's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a nice guy, you know, a gentleman. Yeah. Good. And that's always a compliment that should be, you know, Absolutely supported and, and sounded out. So good, good. You know, I, 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 I remember a point where women were getting so, um, how do you say, like, oh, like on the deep end of, of feminism that they would, they would get upset if a man would open the door for them. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with these women? <laughs> Tamla, like they are ruining face. it for us. <laughs> yeah, don't, do you, don't you remember yeah, that, Tamla? Yeah. There, there, there was kind yeah. of like this upswing and going overboard with the PC-ness and the women's lib um, and independence sure. thing. Yeah. I remember sure. that. I do. I, and I think I was living in New York at the time, so it was, it was kind of bad. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. 
You're right. I agree. I I agree. I think, but I think with any shift, with any change, it does swing to the other side of the pendulum rather fast. And sometimes it's sometimes usually it always finds its balance. So I think, you know, when women find it that men uh, insist upon opening the door, that's when it gets, excuse me, it's frog in my throat starts to get into the way. But if he happens to make it in time, it's like, Oh, thank you very much. Because again, I'm going to assume that he would do it for older folks as well, male or female. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a give and take. Yeah. So again, it's just trying to find equality and to also accept when I open the door for the man. So that's, I, I think that's mm-hmm. where we, we're trying to find ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. But it is a nice thing. I think I don't take offense to it. Mm-hmm. Certainly. You, you guys have been with, you know, your significant others for a long time. Do they still open the car door for you? Yes. Yes. Especially, especially when we're dressed up, especially, or last night in the rain. Um, yeah. It just to make sure that I'm not, you know, don't step into a puddle. He'll race around and, you know, make sure that, you know, I don't step into the rain, even though I'm just wearing, you know, rain boots or something. Yeah. My, my love always, yeah, he, he usually does. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky to have him, but I think also again, to resound out, I think, I think it's more common than, you know, than I think we're discussing. I think I'd like to assume more positivity is out there and that, that we encourage it. So they, thank goodness for those young fellows to call out your love to say, you know, Oh wow, this old school man. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think for a little while, like you were saying, Kelly, I think for a little while, guys got scared to actually do that because women were saying, Mm. I don't need that. You know, you don't need to do that for me. So I think there was a little bit of hesitancy for a little while. Um, But now I think there is an embrace of, you know, what's civilized, right? Here's the thing, right? What is civilized? You know, we have to get back to civility and we've lost so much civility in society these days because of clearly politics and division, all that. So I think that's something that can get us back to just being kind and affectionate and loving. You know, you know what I did today? And I've actually been doing this quite often, you know, because with all of my traveling, right? Um, So today I actually had to take a train and I had a a suitcase, like a, you know, a carry on. And you know how you have to put it up on, you know, the rack, like a, like when you're flying. And I do this a lot when I'm flying. Um, I can struggle and do it myself. But if I see a guy around, I will always ask. Because because here I I tell you why because a I don't want to hurt myself but also <laughs> b because I feel like it makes them feel good about themselves and feel sort of strong and masculine and why not give that to them yeah right like, if yeah, they can help helping, you they're helping you and do something nice for you that's also good karma for them yeah right this is true yeah and I it's can see such that point. an easy yeah. thing to ask yeah and yeah. Every single person except today where the guy was actually, I realized later that he was littler than I was and a a bit older too. So he complained about how heavy it was. And I was like, that's not even heavy. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, thank you. No, I'm I'm always appreciative. Just to resound, to, to, to echo back, I think it's important to be able to ask for help. And I think yes. that it's something that across the board that, pe- you know, because it's more efficient if a, you know, a big, strong person, not just only limiting it to guys, big, strong person is able to shove the suitcase up, up on top because they're taller and bigger and stronger. Yeah. I would assume it's more efficient, but it's the, it's the asking for help to be able to ask for help because I have no problem asking be, for help. Yeah. I have no problem I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. They're, they're not comfortable. So yeah. I think yeah, no, I like if there's shelves things on high shelves in the grocery yeah. store, I always ask a tall person. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm Men so, or woman. I'm so petite that I always have to ask for help when it comes to reaching for something. <laughs> so yeah. that's no problem yeah. to me at all. But but asking you or know also what? I'll climb up the shelves like a monkey. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do too. I totally do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but Tamley, you brought yeah. up a really good point and, and I watched a, an am, animated film um that was recently came out based on a book called The Boy, the Mole, 
the 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 oh god the fox and the horse. It's it's a well known yes, British author. I heard about this. I I posted about okay. it because it was so moving. It made me completely cry like a baby, and apparently it made a lot of people cry. But it, this this animated film That's is a, all about love and kindness oh. and asking for help. And this one line, and I'm gonna fuck it mm-hmm. up, I'm sure, but it kind of goes like this. What's the bravest thing you've ever said? Help. Asking for help isn't giving up. It's refusing to give up. So I was like, wow, that is so powerful. Keep going. Yeah. Because help is yeah. often seen as negative, right? If you're asking for help, it means you're weak and you're, you know, you're at the end of your rope or you're, you know, you're in such darkness. But actually when you're asking for help, it's actually, you're asking, I want to keep going. I need help, you know? Mm-hmm, and so it mm-hmm. shouldn't be seen mm-hmm. as a weakness. It shouldn't be seen as something to be embarrassed about. But I think in Asian culture, mm-hmm. especially, exactly. we don't, we're taught not to ask for help. We're taught to kind of do it ourselves and grin and bear it. I think that's something that's really important to start being becoming more aware of is like, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. all ask for more help, you know, because we need mm-hmm. it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, let's put pride mm-hmm. aside, let's put ego aside and, you know, admit that we need help. Um, I'm guilty mm-hmm. of not doing that very often um, because I think I come from that traditional old school Asian sort of, you know, behavior and it's, that's not a good thing. I, I just don't, I think it's really unhealthy. I, I think it also is good for relationships to be able to ask for help from one another whenever you need it. Um, because I think that's when we, I think that's when we lack the most, right? In, in, in asking for help. You know, you always think, oh, well, it's faster if I just do it myself or it's, you know, if I do it myself, it'll just, you know, if he does it, if I have to wait for him to do it, then, you know, it's just, it's never going to get done, you know, or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that working with one another and asking for help and actually doing it when somebody asks you for help right away, like making it a priority makes the other person understand how important they are to you. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. For sure. How teamwork is important is it's, yeah. it's, it's where I think we're all touching upon key points. It's like asking for help is deemed something as a, as a sign of weakness, whereas it's the individual perhaps cannot do it by him or herself and asking for help is a collaborative exercise in building a team and building a community and building an organized way of doing things. Yep. It also asks us to, 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 to invest time to teaching this person how to do it. Because if I was a control freak, this is the way I make spaghetti. This is the, I can't have you in the kitchen, but it would be, you know, a, a partner partnership, a team, you know, to say, Oh, I could add a little bit of, you know, this spice or, you know, take out that. And it becomes oh, no. all brand new. And, and, Kelly's like, no, you know, so you, no. <laughs> Seriously, right now my chest is closing up because you're saying all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you touch my spaghetti. You're just fucking up my sauce right now. But, but, but you're, you're, you own your spaghetti. But then the, the, the new spaghetti with, you know, the partner in the kitchen it could be something new and you can have those two cho- so it's again it's just a widening it's widening the pool of possibilities yeah and again yeah. asking for help is you know we, we do we do have to get over that shame of 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 not being able to do it ourselves because it is yeah. ego things like rats i'm getting older i'm not quick enough i'm not fast enough i don't remember so it, it's 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 again trying to let go and let in you know your what? your brother, your sister, your love, your mother. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember when we had Dr. Letting your mother into your kitchen. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, well, it's all kinds actually, of I balls of fun. I would it's never interfere with my mother in the kitchen because she's like the best cook. But but having said that, Dr. Jenny Wang, when we had her on the show um, at the end mm-hmm. of last year, she was talking about the whole idea of shame and how we have to let go of that. But shame is, is, is a, a, an emotion and, you know, a weapon that is, is often used in Asian culture, right? And it keeps us from mm-hmm. doing things or being expressive or being vulnerable and all of that. So I think that all is connected for sure. 
the shame, mm -hmm. asking for help, it's, it's considered shameful. Um, but mm -hmm. I have learned now, and I, and I always tell young people now, God, just don't fucking think you can do it all. You know, if you, if you need the help, just ask for it. You know, you're not invincible. And I thought I was, of course I thought I was when I was younger. And I thought I knew best, right? I thought I knew everything. And that's how most young people act, right? If we only knew what we knew, know now, earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Earlier, yeah. Yeah. We would do things a little bit differently. Well, speaking of getting older and aging and all of that stuff, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we want to do this show is to really be sort of much more open and raw and honest about, you know, our, exp our life experiences, as, especially as women, especially as Asian women, and what that has meant to us and, you know, how we've lived our lives up to this point, but how we want to move forward. And let's, we got to talk about the Golden Globes. This is all connected. Stay with me, everyone. Stay with me. Uh, the Golden Globes, of course, just happened. And it was amazing because, of course, Michelle Yeoh won for Best Actress, which we kind of knew was going to happen, but, you know, it did. And Kei Hui Kwan won for Best Supporting Actor. I know. Um, and so during the Golden Globes, um, even though she has been shrouded in controversy in the past, right, because of the lack of representation uh, when it comes to Golden Globe members, um, this year, the speeches and the winners were incredible because of what the, me the messages that they were putting out there, particularly about um, getting older and feeling at times during their career that they were becoming irrelevant. Um, and they were, mm -hmm. you know, they were not being seen as anything but their age instead of their capability. Even Michelle Yeoh said that in a recent interview. And for them to then stand up there with that statue in hand and being, you know, awarded for their achievement at that age. Michelle Yeoh is 60, right? Jennifer Coolidge, who won for White Lotus, she also alluded to that, is that, you know, the parts weren't coming and she thought that, you know, her days were numbered. And Kei Hui Kwan, of course, because he was a child actor and then he quit for 40 years because he couldn't get work. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. And so I just thought, wow, look at these people who are, really being so open and honest about, you know, how they were feeling like they were done, uh, but then to give, be given the chance, right? I thought that was really compelling. I thought it was powerful. Um, and I could relate. I could totally relate to what they were saying. I don't know how you guys felt about all of that. Absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, as actors, I think uh, we, you know, we suffer from that as well. However, um, you know, I guess there are some of us who still get to act in, you know, well past, you know, whatever we thought our expiration date was going to be. Mm -hmm. I have not had a, you know, a better career than now. I wow, mean, I feel like there's so much great stuff that is just falling out of the sky for me. Now at 54, you know, these opportunities were not happening when I was in my 30s. I mean, sure, there were some, but but um, but I literally before the the whole pandemic, I was contemplating uh, like retirement mm -hmm. thinking, oh, OK, so I've saved up enough money and this is how much I need to live. And I was like calculating and, and whatnot. And, and I thought, okay, well maybe I'll go, you know, join my parents in Vegas and, and, um, you know, sort of have a semi retirement at least. But then once we started working again, cause I also thought that the pandemic was going to hurt my career. Mm. I thought that everything that I had up until then was going to lose its momentum. And then for somebody like my age to be starting up, trying to grind up that, you know, those those jobs again, um, mm. I thought it was going to be an uphill battle. As it turned out, it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, it's just you, you never know. Yeah. You never know what's going to be around the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's uh, funny how life great. works out that way for so many of us in, yeah. in whatever uh, age group we find. 
the minute we will, I, so we've heard so many times, we've heard so many times, the minute you let go, another door opens and a flood of opportunities come. It's, it's, it's karma, it's fate, it's chance, a lot of luck. Um, but as long as you're willing to be open to it and be settled with whatever choice you, you do make, because again, hearing you, Kelly Hu, saying that you were contemplating semi-retirement, it's like, what, why? But then when you did, it felt like you were settled with that decision. And then boom, you know, pandemic comes, but then post pandemic, here we are yeah. and you're busy as all get out. So that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that can happen. It's not going to guarantee that always happens with everybody, but it's no. nice to hear that it's happened to you. It, yeah. It's it, the, the, the idea about irrelevancy. I think that's what Maeve was talking about as we get older is something that we just have to be attuned to, but because of technology, but because of you know these kinds of platforms, you know we we do have a wealth of ex- a wealth and breadth of experience. That when we do enter these arenas of conversation, we are in essence competing with younger folks who are much more facile, who are much more at ease with talking to each other to make sure that the microphones and the Wi-Fi blah 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 etc. work. <laughs> but in terms of life experience, I think that's what people, younger folks, especially with the I guess the depth of information that is available to them at a click of a button, they go, oh, wow, what about that cute guy on Goonies? Or whatever happened to him? Or what's going to happen to the guy from Home Alone? Or what's going to happen? What's what's happened to, you know, Gina Lola Brigida, who just passed away. The, yeah. She mm-hmm. was, you know, one of, she was considered the most beautiful woman in the world. She passed away. You know, the, the, the fact that Miss Universe is half Filipina, it's like, oh, wow, has there been any other Asian woman who has crowned Miss Universe? It's like, that's, this is the kind of depth of information that's available to younger folks. And we're living proof of this. This is, we're living proof of the testament and the experience that we've, uh, we've attained up to this point, and we're able to share it. So it's, again, it's, you know, the, the widening of, of, of our worlds of experience young and older this is, and it's it's just an exchange and we have to keep it in constant flow and constant motion with a little nod to yeah i have gray hairs we have gray hairs but yeah i can dye it back and <laughs> fucking look as gorgeous as you 30 year old so <laughs> let's go at it yeah that, that is, it's, it's all in fun it's all in fun that's totally <laughs> true though you're just speaking the truth yeah. um yeah no i i you know i was watching the cbs this morning piece that was done mm-hmm. um last week before the golden globes uh on michelle yo and she was um, being so she was being so raw and vulnerable during this interview, talking about what she's been through. You know, she's been in this industry for decades, like forty plus decades, right? Um, and she thought, you know, I still have so much more that I want to do. I still want to be challenged. Mm. You know, I still know that I I can give back, and I have that capability. And I just felt like there was you know, it was sort of time was going by and nobody was giving me the chance. And so that really resonated with me because I'm not doing this show because I want to be famous or make a a shit ton of money. I mean, it would be nice, of course. Sure. (laughs) I'm not saying no, but um, at the same time, I, I hope people understand that when we, you reach a certain stage of your life, not everyone, but those of us who have a soul, um, we want to do something that's purposeful, right? We want to do something that's meaningful, that takes all of our life experiences and uses it in a meaningful way. And so when Michelle was saying that, I know it's not because she wants to be more famous. She's famous enough, but it's because she knows she has more to offer the world, mm. right? Mm. With her talent. And so it, that really resonated with me because I'm like, I know I still have so much more fire and so much more that I want to do. Just give us a chance. And so that's why I bring this up for you guys also, because I feel like sometimes society is a little bit too youth obsessed um, and the new shiny thing um, instead of looking at, you know, people who have the world of experience and the life experience that needs to be shared. Um, I wish mm-hmm. there was a little mm-hmm. bit more balance. Maybe we're seeing that. Maybe the Golden Globes was giving uh, should give us hope that you know at least media in Hollywood is starting to appreciate you know those who are beyond you know the the youthful years. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I think they are. I mean, I think, I mean, you know, as actors, we're always going to have roles that require you to be older. I mean, I think also we're at such a great time um, because there are so many more outlets, right? It's not just the the three um, networks or maybe, you know, three and a half networks that uh, had like TV series going on. I mean, now there's so much more castings out there, you know, for yeah. so many more shows um, and so many more outlets for us, like these podcasts, right? These didn't even exist, you know, decades ago. Um, I think there's a, a lot more ways that you can find relevance, mm. you know, and not just depend on other people to dictate how relevant you are. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I think for 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 me and Kelly, because we're the actors in this in this little circle, it's it's to see you know persons like well, especially because she is the focus right now. I, and I think we can all, I would bet, I, I'll wager, and I think the two of you would also wager that Michelle is probably going to win the Academy Award for Best Actress. I, I, I think hope I, so. Yeah, yeah. I I I think that's that's pretty much in the bag because. Of the skill set that they required of her to portray how many zillion characters there was in in everything, everywhere, all at once, <laughs> and um, to 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 also um, display the range that she is capable of, and not just limit to her, not just limit it to her Chineseness, mm-hmm. her martial arts skills, which but which was you know, utilized quite effectively. But her depth of humanity as a mother figure, as a wife figure, as a lover, as an uh, lovers yeah. across, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I think that's demonstrating. It was de- it's demonstrative of her her, her skill set, and and that's I think really really is um, a testament to her desire to do so much more because that's pretty much a a slice of what she's able to do. Yeah. But what we expect her to do, what I you know, it's like. Oh, it's another martial arts thing to see her in Shang-Chi. She's, of course, the mother of Shang-Chi. And then to see her future projects, it's like I want to see her more as a flawed human. To see her as the mother in Crazy Rich Asians and, you know, what imperious mother figure she was, that is something that's much was it touched me more because I expect her to kick ass. I expect her to beat everybody up, but I want to see her more to her artistic ability, to her, her artistic desire to display a lot more of the human range of emotion. But it's it's pretty, maybe not, I was about to say it's pretty surprising. No, it isn't. Um, she got this chance to showcase her depth yeah. at 60, right? Even though she's had this long, long career, decades long career, right? So better late than never, mm-hmm. sure. And I hope she gets more roles where mm-hmm. you're saying, Tamlin, where she gets to showcase everything that she's capable of doing. Um, but yeah. it just goes to show. And look that- at and look at the writer create. Look at yeah. the writer creators. There were two young guys. Exactly. So it's yeah. again putting hope, putting hope in the possibilities coming up from the younger folks. It's like right. yes, we're absolutely more uh, adept and adaptable to doing more than you think we can. Right. I think that's what. I- I do have to mention, though, in her her speech, um, not for the Golden Globes, but for oh yeah, for the Golden Globes, mm. she had mentioned something about coming to the United States and then all of a sudden being noticed as a minority. They're like, "But you're Asian," yeah. and I was like, um, mm. "Yeah, well, welcome to America and being American Asian." You know, like we've been dealing with that our entire career, yeah. but she didn't even discover that until she came to America and tried to work. Right. She was always working in Asia and even 
she wasn't working here in the United States. She always had opportunities in Asia to be working as an actress and nobody would question her ethnicity. Right. right? Um, but I, I thought that it was kind of funny that she would mention um, her lack of, of roles here in the United States, <laughs> you know, being Asian American or being Asian, Asian. because yeah. I'm like, this is what Tamlin and I have been dealing with our entire lives. Right. Because our she was entire not, career. She was not a minority, you know, in Hong Kong. All right. That it just didn't even phase her. It's it's like when I um, teach students mm -hmm. at USC who come from Asia and they don't understand the concept of a Asian hate. Of right? being and a minority. Being, being a minority. Yeah. They're like, what well, if, I, I yeah. also didn't understand that, though. Coming from That's Hawaii. Right. Oh, coming from right. Hawaii, you're also the majority, of right? Course. Asian of people, when I was growing up, were the majority. Uh, and so coming to the mainland for the first time and then meeting people who are very sort of militant about, you know, Asian power and trying to get, you know, Asians, you know, more recognized and, and all of these things. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like right. I had no clue right. because I never felt that I was ever a minority. I never felt the racism. I never understood that it existed, that it truly existed yeah. in like, like a deeper level than just somebody not wanting to serve you at a restaurant. Right. Versus right. me who grew up in yeah. Ohio, right. all right. you know, as a kid. And so I was faced with it, you know, from day one. Uh, so two yeah. totally different experiences, right? So for people to think that we all are the same and we have all the same experiences, life, it, it's completely false. The diversity mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. just our, you know, API community is, is so vast. Um, so mm -hmm. let me ask you guys, you guys this then, you know, it is 2023, obviously, and uh, it's the new year, even though, what is it? Today, when we're recording, it's January 16th, just so people know. Um Happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy, yes. Happy oh, yes. MLK yes. Day, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, MLK Day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, do you guys do resolutions of any kind or set goals or anything like that with the new year? I stopped. You stopped. <laughs> Is it because to you didn't be, keep them? I never have. <laughs> yeah, I never have. It was like, what? Why should we just make a promise to ourselves at the top of the year? It's like yeah. we should be trying to improve ourselves every every chance we get, you know. Yes. Do our I, best. I stopped yeah. too because I thought that was just meaningless. Um, but you know what I decided to do this year? I decided uh -huh. to just at least set intentions, right? And maybe that's a euphemism, yeah. but I don't oh. think so. So here are my intentions. I realize that after the last couple of years of chaos, right, that we've all been through, I want more peace in my life, right? And so that I know that's a very general statement. So I'm like, okay, how do I achieve that? And so I said, you know, I need to really pay attention to what my core values are. And I need to stick mm. with focusing on those core values and not allowing things to distract me, right? Because if mm. I don't have mm -hmm. a foundation of core values, then of course, all of the things that are, you know, chaotic and crazy, both good and bad are going to distract me. So my core values being love, right? Relationships, um, being kind to myself, um, and then being purposeful, really purposeful instead of being distracted mm -hmm. by, oh, I want that. I want this. Oh, why doesn't that, why, why can't I be like that? You know, I need to stick with the purpose that I'm set out that I've set out for myself. And I feel like that comes mm. for me from God. So those are the things that I want to try to keep intact so that I can have more peace. Mm. Am I as successful mm. at right now? It's only 16 days into, you know, into the new year. I'm not sure. I can't answer that, but. Yeah. How, how, how does one practice being purposeful specifically? Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, it's for me. Okay. So what I do that I, I do every day, every morning is I pray. You know, and that to me, that calm, it sets my day with intention, right? Um, so I'm very purposeful with my prayers. Um, and then I really do, this is what I've started doing. I get so distracted and so frustrated and angry sometimes <laughs> about every little thing that happens. Um, and that's something that's not great. That I then, when that happens, when I feel that coming on, I just come back to, okay, May, what is your purpose? You know, why are you here? You know, what is, what are you, why are you doing what you do? Right. 
Um, and when I try to focus on that, it becomes very clear, right? I care about, you know, telling stories. I care about empowering women and girls. I care about, you know, trying to create, you know, more education and intelligence people. So I try to get, I try to bring myself to those few things that matter rather Hmm. than trying to, you know, solve the world's problems. Um, I try to stay true to what I believe in. Um, easier said than done, you guys. I'm not saying that I've mastered it, but yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. yeah good for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just for, to, to, to be purposeful, to, to, to be of purpose, to be of service, to practice purposeful, to, to practice being purposeful. Yeah also requires you to be receiving. So I just want to reflect back to you that what you're doing, that how you ask Kelly and I to participate in this chat, in this, you know, circle of womanhood is, is a wonderful thing and that you're on a path of being purposeful and to accept that and to say, this is where we're at today and this is where I'm fine with and to find peace and contentment in today. And then whatever happens tomorrow and how you, how we, we look back in the past in our beta, in our beta phase, that, that was all purposeful. That was all for your growth. That's all for our growth. This is, you know, me trying to be, to be a purpose for you too. And it's to, again, it's, it's, it's circular. It's just not always focusing on what we can be, what we can give, what we can do, but also to receive, to give thanks to, to, uh, to be, to be seeded, not to just plant seeds in others, but to be seeded to, totally to allow the seeds to grow, but to grow in you, so, you know, in us. So, yeah, You're no, it's, 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 Seriously. again, it's, 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 it's the circle of life. You know, it, it really is. So, so just to, again, to really be mindful to, again, we are all in this conversation about self-care, self-care just meaning to sit back and say, dude, you're doing so much. And yes, agreed, it's not happening as fast as enough or as big enough or as, 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 as glamorous enough, but it's enough today because this is all we're guaranteed. You know, just to, just to know that you're doing what you can with the intention of that first prayer. And that's a private prayer between you and the higher being. It's like, I intend to do this. And that's all I'm requiring myself to do, but also to be open to the gifts that you're going to give me. And from wherever it comes from, if you hear from a girl, if you hear from a woman, if you hear from an older person, male, female, non-binary, to say, thank you for what you're doing. It's like, you know, just accept that and to, you know, just let that plant that beautiful little seed in yourself. You're totally making me cry because that's exactly <laughs> what I needed to hear because you know why? Because I think sometimes I feel like I'm pushing a rock up a hill, um, by myself. And I think a lot of people feel this way. So I'm not going to just like say it's just me, but, um, and it's exhausting. And so you're so right. Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to receive that love and kindness and support. And it's all around me. I know that, but I think sometimes I block it out thinking I have to be the one push continuing to push this rock up the hill or else it's not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to crush everyone. So thank you so much for saying that. I'm all like totally yeah. choked up right now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I totally appreciate that. Yeah. That's why, yeah. that's yeah. why I, you know, this is beautiful. Like I want more of this yeah. for everyone, you know, this kind yeah. of bond and sisterhood and support that we all need because we all go through so much, sometimes silently yeah. and sometimes by ourselves. Um, because yeah. we want and to sometimes be sometimes really publicly as well. It's like, I, I think I, I'm just reflecting to you too, because being a journalist and this time last year, our other friend, Michelle, Michelle Lee in yeah. St. Louis, the Korean American anchor, uh, celeb- you know, shared with her audience in St. Louis, Missouri, about how she celebrates New Year's Korean American style. Eating dumplings. And she got bashed. Yep. And she, you know, she, she got the hashtag very Asian going on about, about being American and Asian enough to say, this is part of my heritage. Right. You know, this is a part of my background. And the fact that St. Louis is going to celebrate hashtag very, very Asian, Asian day, day, I believe. Oh, a year after. 
yeah. a year after. She took so something cool. so negative okay. and totally yes. flipped the script. And yeah, made it writing a children's really book, cook, cookbook. Yeah. So you do what you need to do, and it will, you know, it will. This is this is the, you know, this is the going. This is the going. You know, the going gets tough, as they say, but this is the going. So just to, you know, also take it, take it. Also, the going requires taking. So take it in. Yes. Take it in. Thank you for that yeah. reminder. Seriously. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Let me just wipe away my tears right okay. now. Oh. Um, I know. I know. Uh, so, so okay. So th- those are my intentions, and we were talking about that. But um, I know that I put out um, a request to all of our followers mm-hmm. to see, okay, do you guys have goals or resolutions that you want to follow this year? And some people wrote in. So here's uh, – this is one of my former students. She's so cute. Ronnie, uh, she said, I'm feeling optimistic about this year. Hopefully we'll enter a post-pandemic era after summer. And then she said, goals, financial literacy. That's a good one uh, because I think women need to be much more fun- financially literate. I want to do a show on that, actually, and get like a financial expert to come on the show. Create a mini passion project mm. and get published. And here's the cutest part. So Ronnie's probably like 23 or something. Travel with grandmas. It's time for them to enjoy life. How sweet is that? So cute. Um, and then uh, she said, other thoughts about 2023. There has been a huge discussion about the diverse lineup of Coache- at Coachella. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, because uh, Blackpink is on their, is their Saturday night. Oh, which that's is right. Which like, is usually the big night. Okay. I don't know why I know this, but I Are do. you going? No, I bought tickets last year and I had to give them away because, well, I bought them in 2020 and then of course, you know, they canceled. So then they just kind of rolled them over into the next available Coachella, which was, you know, this last 2022. And, um, and so of course I was in Atlanta shooting BMF, so I couldn't go. So I gave my tickets away to somebody else. But, uh, but, but by the way, you guys, this last Coachella, he, I gave, I gave two tickets to a friend of mine. He kept one for himself and he was trying to sell the other one. They mm. couldn't even sell the tickets. No one wanted to go to Coachella last year. Wait, what? I don't know what that was about. Really? I thought yeah. they were you know so hard you're, to get. Yeah, in my, yeah, my nieces and nephews did not want to go last year. He couldn't even, yeah, he could not even sell the second ticket. Was it a COVID fear? Or, I mean, what, I thought Coachella I was like the hottest ticket. I not like the lineup. Oh, I think well, it was more that people didn't like the lineup. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's what it was. Okay. And uh, and maybe some people were still not comfortable with going out, you know, even though it's like an outdoor festival. But um, but then again, you are crammed into like these tiny little spaces totally sometimes right, yeah. in these yeah. tents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I haven't but, been yeah, to Coachella. But, but I've never. Gone. This year's Blackpink, so okay. so that could be fun then I'm sure they're going to get a pretty big audience to go to that. Okay, so that's that's Ronnie's. So the, somebody named Faber2761. I want to meet Kelly and spend the whole day with her. <laughs> that's this person's goal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Drake108. I don't even know what to say to that. I know. It's, it's sweet. <laughs> just, just take it in, Kelly. Just take it in. I don't want to take it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hoping to get in the best shape of my life this year. I want to get a lot physically strong, physically stronger, and add some muscle. Okay, that's usually a resolution of a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then another one, Kyle Bradford nine zero one seven. My resolutions include losing weight and gaining money. I find myself apprehensive about the new year. Um, so yeah, so I think people are have mixed feelings about what the new year's. Uh, is, is in store uh, for us. So, um, so yeah, so those are some comments that people wrote in on. So thank you very much for your comments. Um, so yeah. now because we're talking about 2023, but we also have to talk about lunar new year, of course, and yes, that is please. starts January 22nd. So mm-hmm. coming right up. Um, and it, this is, if we're going by the Chinese new year calendar and the Chinese Zodiac signs, like Tamlin, you just said, in Vietnam, it's the year of the cat, right? Yeah. Which in Chinese, we don't have cat. Yeah. So, correct. Correct. Yeah. And the Koreans follow the Chinese zodiac. Um, so, mm-hmm. 
So this year is the Ch the Chinese year of the black water rabbit. Okay. Correct. So black okay, water is that what black? Say? It's black, black water, water rabbit. rabbit. Yes. That's interesting. Okay. So according mm -hmm. to Chinese astrology, okay. black is the color that represents self awareness, career mastery, mm -hmm. and release. Whether this means taking time off to work. Uh, off work to travel, receiving a promotion, learning a new trade, or starting your own business is immaterial. 2023 is a wonderful year to find your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Oh, hello. Yes. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, 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 ding. I know. When I read that, or when I was putting this together, I was like, oh, okay. So that's speaking to me. Um, 2023 is also ruled by the water element. Water energy is contemplative, mm -hmm. calm, and relaxing. Like 2022, mm -hmm. this year presents a fabulous opportunity to slow down and reflect on what is truly important. Water years call us to practice surrender and radical acceptance. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so Tamlin, you are a rabbit, right? I am a rabbit. I am a rabbit. Okay. Yes, so water rabbit. I don't know if it was black water rabbit. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I but will be. Yeah. But you're a water rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it says 2023 for the rabbit is a good year to give birth. It is a water rabbit year in Chinese astrology. Water means longevity and peace. Okay. Maybe not literally give birth. Um, longevity and peace. <laughs> you could give birth to like a, to a project, a project, Correct. right? Yeah, okay. Something created. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, rabbit is a symbol of vigilance, uh, wittiness, cautiousness, deafness, mm -hmm. and self-protection. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. born in the year of the water rabbit are predicted to enjoy good fortune and have a peaceful mind throughout their lives. Mm -hmm. Ooh, mm -hmm. nice. Right? The little, the little that I had uh, clicked onto about the year of the water rabbit, it's resilience, fluidity, and balance. Because last year was the year of the tiger. Next year is the year of the dragon. So those are two really Intense. fierce, yeah. powerful elements. And everything's, oh, the rabbit's so cute. Or the cat is so cute. But in terms of um, uh, regaining a sense of purpose, I think that's what uh, that's what we uh, that's what folks people can find in terms of balance. It's to find and regain that uh, resetting. I guess is is another uh, word that uh, is apt mm. to uh, to apply to the year of the rabbit. It's to to reset your goals, to relook at what's important, exactly what you said, and to really kind of uh, focus in on what your intentions are. So mm. it, it, it's it's coming round circle as to what you're describing here. Right. And again, about water, I, all I keep thinking about is, in the words of Bruce Lee, be water, my friend. Oh, be my God, I just said that quote yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yes. Be consistent, be constant, uh, be ever-present, and know yes. that you are always changeable. You can yeah. be steam, you could be mist, you could be water, you could be ice, you could stay in a frozen state, you can float, you can flow. It's, it's all the matters. And just as to for, for those in San Francisco or for those who are going to venture to San Francisco, go take a uh, look at the um, Bruce Lee exhibit at the Chinese Historical Society, um, which is, I think, which opened in April 2022 and will go on till April 2025. Daniel oh, and I and good. a really so good we have friend from Hawaii. Yeah. A really good friend from Hawaii went up to San Francisco and we were given a tour by the world's most expert collector of Bruce Lee paraphernalia, Jeff Chin. And he was able to uh, give us a tour of that exhibit. So folks in San Francisco, oh, wow. go see the Bruce, uh, Bruce Lee exhibit at the Chinese Historical Society. And it's yeah. just sort of a retrospective cool. of his whole life? or what? It's a collection of his writings. It's not as extensive as the Bruce Lee exhibit that went on at the Wing Luke in Seattle, mm. but it's a small comprehensive uh, display of posters, of paraphernalia, of writings, and uh, other things that are important to Bruce Lee and his legacy, and it's 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 a really great exhibit, and it's in conjunction with uh, uh, Shannon Lee and Bruce uh, and the Bruce Lee Foundation, Foundation because I yeah. think there are items from from the Bruce Lee Foundation that she donated. I, is, I, is, is lending. I had uh, Shannon on the show uh, uh, like a year ago when she came out with the book Be Water. Be Water. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it, the book was amazing because it just shows mm-hmm. how deep Bruce Lee's like sort of philosophical thinking and you oh know, right, I mean really, and he was a beautiful. He, it's beyond writer. just martial arts. No, no, no. This guy, way a philosopher, beyond. philosopher, mm-hmm. and such a beautiful yes. writer. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he was very insightful, thoughtful, and um, he was prolific at writing. So that, that's why they have so much material, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, he's a fat again. Like people need to dig into who he was because he wasn't just some kung fu guy, you know, like most no. people think he was. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. That's that's a good right. tip. Okay, that's that exhibit sounds really fascinating. Great. Okay, okay. So that's you, Tamlin. And so now, Kelly, you're Kelly. a monkey. You're a monkey, right? I am so, a monkey. <laughs> the monkey natives this year. Okay, this is your host. The monkey natives this year, and uh, it didn't surprise me that you're a monkey. When you told me you're a monkey, I'm like, of course she's a monkey. Okay. The monkey natives this year will enjoy a peaceful, blessed, and happy period. You are willing to make life-altering changes, which will yield great results. In your love life, your bond with your beloved will improve, if you have one, and (laughs) you will get to know more about each other. The single monkey natives are not ready to fall in love, uh, not ready to fall in love, must not push themselves. That's interesting because you've said that. Um, The right person will walk in at the right time. After a challenging period of downfalls in career, your career will finally start to take flight this year. Focus on achieving your goals and keep moving in the right direction. The victory will be yours. To achieve financial stability, you will have to practice patience and mindfulness. Take care of your health as minor illnesses might bother you this year. Oh, am I going to get COVID? No, don't say that. No, no, it's minor. It's minor, minor. Okay. Does that sound... minor. Does that sound accurate? I mean, well, people. this is your horoscope, so. And monkeys are supposed to be, obviously, playful, vivacious, mischievous. Creative. Creative. creative right. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. That Super creative. Be, that would yep. be Kelly. Okay. So I'm a horse. I'm a fire horse, which only happens every 60 years. And uh, I always tell this story. Back in the day, back in Asia, long ago, uh, people didn't want to have girls uh, during uh, the year of the fire horse. So the birth rate dropped dramatically because uh, fire horses are ambitious. They're headstrong. Think of a horse. They need to run, 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 run free. Mm. Um, So nobody wanted daughters because they were hard to marry off. Ding, 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 ding. Who has never been married? (laughs) May Lee. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So this is my horoscope. The horse natives can enjoy a rigorous life if they remain positive this year. The year of the water rabbit is promising a romantic time with your spouse. I don't have a spouse. Um, which will strengthen your bond. The single natives might also find true love. Career-wise, you might face difficulties initially, but eventually things will start to fall back into place and you will see progress in your career. As for your financial life, some months will be bring abundance while others might bring loss. You are advised to spend mindfully and save enough money for difficult days. In terms of health, you need to remain extra careful this year. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a warning. Anyway, mm. look, we all, of course, we take this all with a grain of salt, but I will say, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, I really do feel like the Chinese zodiac and descriptions of the characters, I think they're pretty accurate. I, I don't know about you. I, I think so. For me, anyway, they've been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, because I'm, I'm textbook fire horse, so... <laughs> So textbook, so fire horse, and also because the year 66 is uh, double. I think that's the other application that I've heard. It's like if you're born in 66, 77, 88, 5544. The, those traits are doubled because oh, the years, yeah. So again, so 66, if I've heard, is like it's the, the, the traits are magnified. Tamla, you um, just gave my age away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Uh, yes, I'm 56. Going to be 57 in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, thank you. oh that's yeah. interesting. I never Don't knew that. Don't grimace when you say that. Yeah. Hmm? You made a face. Don't grimace Did when I? you say that. Okay. Be happy about turning 57. 57. Yes. I know. Yeah. Healthy. Honestly, and that's why healthy. I wanted to have that talk about the age thing because I think we do sometimes get so wrapped up in that number and like years passing and all that. But, you know, to be honest, I feel really good. 
you know, I, I have felt good throughout my 50s, like better right. than I did in my 30s or 40s. And I'm not just I love saying my 50s. that. Me yeah. too. It's like I just yeah. feel physically, mentally, spiritually, certainly, you know, like everything is working, you know, and it makes sense. Like, I don't know. It's just it's 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 a good it's a good decade. Will mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. say this because also you haven't been through menopause? No, not yet. <laughs> Which that's why the brain is still working. <laughs> okay, okay. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because we will, we are planning on doing a series of episodes on women's health, and yes. one of them being menopause, right? For sure. you know, after a certain age. Now, here's the here's the truth, and now this might be TMI. TMI, but I don't fucking care. So you're saying I haven't gone through menopause. You are correct. And that's a little bit late. Like I'm about to turn 57. I haven't gone through menopause. However, I think I'm starting to enter perimenopause. I think that's finally happening. Okay. Well, when you start forgetting things and like the world seems really foggy, that's when you know you're in perimenopause. (laughs) Okay. Well, I've... Or Or you're standing in front of the refrigerator and going... I, I mean, that oh, is such a, such a stereotypical trait, but it's, it's true. true. It's, it? like, yeah. it's like, oh my God. Yeah, I don't have any right. of that, but yeah. the forgetfulness, like I, I like will go into a room and I'll be like, why am I here? So I, I, oh, I do that. that every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I already have that, but it's the other stuff that's like sort of the standard stuff that I am still not going through yet. But I think it's oh, okay. starting, and so it, I think it'd be really interesting to do this series because I kind of want to know like what's coming up. And I know Kelly, you've said that you have this fantastic doctor who knows all I about do. like menopause and like you know hormone. She wrote a book called Sheology. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's something that we all need to talk about much more openly uh, and honestly, mm-hmm. so that we can help mm-hmm. not only women who are going through it, but also younger women who n- need to know what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And by the way, we also need to talk about it because no one else does. You know, everybody talks about it like it's, it's forbidden and, you know, it's shameful to be going through menopause, but it's it's not, you know, we're all at our, you know, peak career wise, life wise, I mean, you know, it's not as though it means your life is coming to an end. And it certainly doesn't mean your sex life is coming to an end. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. No comment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I think that's all so worth talking about because of what we know and what we don't know. And most of us don't don't know a lot. Right. So I I think it would be great to like dig into that. And then just learning how to talk about it, learning how to talk about it and just having, you know, those kinds of doubts and insecurities and saying, this is what I think. What do you guys think? And it's, again, receiving support and, you know, feedback and uh, ideas as to what to do, how to do or, you know, why we should do this and that. I think it's really helpful. And I think also this is why it's so important to have other female friends. Yes. That are, you, you know, older or your age who are going through it so that you can ask your friends, is this normal? Is this happening to you too? Because, because if it's not spoken about, then you're living in this world of like mystery and fear. And you're like, "Uh, is something wrong with me? I literally went to the doctor thinking I might have the beginnings of Alzheimer's (laughs) because my brain was just not working right. Oh my God. So it was just the typical menopausal brain fog, right? She laughed at me. Yeah. And she said, you're not having, uh, you're not having Alzheimer's. It's just menopause. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So what let's, so full circle moment. So it's mm-hmm. about asking for help, right? Mm-hmm. Asking for help so that you become more informed, more educated. And so, you know, you can move forward with, you know, more knowledge and, you know, the ability to keep going put one step in front mm-hmm. of the other. So yeah. Knowing that you're not alone. Exactly. Knowing that you're not alone. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But That's Tamlin, so you made me cry in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. That, that You're it, welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. People, it's so meaningful, you know, to, when you hear that from somebody you respect and you're close to, but like, it's just, that is the power of friendship and especially female 
you know, friendships and that bond that we all have. I just, I, I love that there's that deeper understanding. Um, That's and, um, right. Support your sister. Yeah. yeah. It's the sisterhood, yeah. man. You got to have that yeah. sisterhood. So, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think we've come to the end of this particular episode where we decided we just wanted to chat about some important perfect. things that we cared about. Yay. So, yeah. Um, it was perfect. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. So uh, we will end the episode now, but uh, everyone, uh, happy new year. And happy new year. Happy new year again. twice. I know. Happy new year twice. Yeah, yeah. And happy choy, lunar yeah. new year. Um, and remember, you got to take your shoes off inside and just have a chat with your girlfriends and your friends, you know, once in a while um, uh, mm-hmm. to, to maintain those relationships. So, Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Bye.